Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday, Haley. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Dan. You're listening to the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show. Hopefully you're paying rapt attention to the radio. It's early on a Saturday morning. I hope you have a cup of coffee. Yeah, I think coffee is necessary with this show. (laughs) Yeah, it is. What do you mean? Um, Because we're early or because... Very energized. I'm very energized? Yeah. Yes, I know I am. Yeah. Normally by the time we're doing this, I've had a pot and a half of coffee. (laughs) It's all Dan drinks. He doesn't drink water. It's just coffee. I get my water in coffee (laughs) and that's how I do it. Yeah, I'm really energized. I like what I do. And yeah, I don't really care about how anybody else perceives it. As long as I'm having fun, that's what matters. At least we're honest about it. At least we're honest about it. Anyway, we've got a number of different things planned today. We're going to be talking about a wallpaper project coming up at the... Kind of unusual. Yeah, last half of the show. We'll be interviewing... How did Sarah describe herself? A busy mom. We landed on... She's... A mom that has a farmhouse that they've been renovating. And she and blogs she, about it. Yeah, posts stuff online. Yeah. So anyway, we ran into Sarah. She's been on the show before. She tackled a really interesting project. We got her in the studio, and we're going to talk about that. We're also going to be talking about toilets and the colors of toilet. Did I spill the what? beans already? <laughs> that's not bad. No. No, okay. Yes, yeah, so that's all coming up. Yeah. But before we get to that, I want to talk about how this might be the last... Um, episode what? of the Repcolite Home Improvement Show. No, that's possible. This could be the the last, What's the happening? final broadcast. Yeah, Haley's unaware of this fact. There's been some changes. No, see, Haley, the way life works is every episode could be the last one. We might not even make it through this one. We don't know for sure. So this could be the last episode. So enjoy it. Enjoy it while you have it. No, the reason I say that is because I'm going to do something today that's got, you know, it's... We'll see how it plays out. I'm bringing the kids roller skating, roller skating, like at a rink, and I'm—I don't know what's going to happen. You've it's seen like me like an extreme. You've sport seen me walk. <laughs> you've seen me walk across a room, right? Yes. That's now fair. put wheels on my feet. <laughs> what's it going to be like? No, I, I always loved the idea of roller skating. Loved the idea of it. It's something that, like in elementary school, that was the big thing. Every year we had the roller skating party, and it was always filled with the idea of excitement. You know, maybe when that would be that couple skate thing, Mm -hmm. maybe some girl would let me skate with her, and and that would be really fun, and I'd put the moves on, you know. I always pictured that, and I remember one year I actually, that happened. I got to skate with a real girl, and we were going Well, you grew like three inches when you put the skates on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was normal size at that point, and yeah, they could see me. Well, thanks, Haley. That's not where I was going, but that actually works pretty well. No, I was going around, and we're zipping around the. Well, no, I, I wasn't ever zipping around the sure. rink. I was always just you're not like kinda, skating backwards. No, doing tricks. no, 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 no. I was really, really terrible, and but I was very proud of myself. Sure, I'm skating with a girl. Yeah, is everyone looking at this? Yeah, and then I fell, but I didn't have the. You know, the wherewithal in my mind to let go of her arm. <laughs> when the medics finally got her arm back into socket, she didn't want anything to do with me after oh, that. that. No, I don't think her arm actually came out of socket, but it was horrific. We went down in a heap. People crashed into us. <laughs> and once again, life played out like it normally does for me. And that was way back in fourth or fifth grade. 
Yeah. Roller skates are hard, though. I think I prefer roller blading. Yeah. Roller skates are, they're, they are harder. I don't know why. Why? Oh, never mind. I don't know why. <laughs> Four wheels yeah. versus three. It makes a big difference. Yeah, I don't know. But we're going to see how it goes. I don't know how I'll do. Who knows? Maybe I'll be in a full body cast. As long as my mouth works, the oh, show will mind. go on next week. But if it's not, we'll goodbye, everybody. I had a good time. <laughs> Peace out. All right. Let's talk about toilets, Haley. Well, where do we wait, want to go with first, this? Hold on, hold on. What about plywood? Oh, we have to talk about plywood, we not plywood, not plywood toilets. No, please don't ever. Confuse no, those two. I guess that in the past. Well, sure, yeah. Man, the house. splinters. I have never thought about splinters until just now. Mm, well, let's. Move do you past. ever want to have that, <laughs> Dad? Where's the tweezers? Can you help me with this? I've got. Oh no, not again. Right? There are so many other things that were bad about that situation. I feel yeah. like the splinters would have been the least of I it. I just don't want to be helping somebody get their splinters out. Anyway, not talking about plywood toilets or anything like that. Haley, thanks for dragging us there. You're welcome. Let's talk about plywood itself. Last week we talked about plywood as a decor option. Right. Like a finished, this is a highlighted material kind of option. Yeah, and we asked everybody out there, what do you think of that? We told you what we thought. We wanted your opinions, and I told you that I would share those. And more importantly, I told you that I would pick a couple of winners right. who would who would win a gallon free gallon of, of Benjamin Moore mm-hmm. paint. And we've got the winners, and I've got the feedback. The feedback is very brief. Everybody seemed to be on the same page we were. Yes. Just not quite able to envision that As a long-term thing. Right. I think it was like... What if I change my mind? I think that was the big thing. I don't think people despise the idea and the visual of it. I don't either. I like the visual of it when it's done in smaller scale. Yeah. I certainly wouldn't want it everywhere. But my big thing is what am I going to do when I want to change this? Because I change my mind all the time. Yeah. So the winners, Janice Cope or Coop? K-O-O-P. I sure wish I had researched how to say that before I was... (laughs) Already in it. But Janice, you won and Ron Klimp. So I will be emailing both of you and connect with you and figure out how to get you your gift certificate. And everybody else, stay tuned to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show for more ways to win. Yes. All kinds of cool stuff. We'll be doing a lot of that coming up in March. So Big hang tight for that. Customer Appreciation Month. Yeah. yeah. We'll have more info on that later and free stuff to go around. Free stuff for everybody. Well, not quite. Not everyone. It'll be reduced. A select few. <laughs> All right, let's talk about toilets. I've been waiting to talk about toilets for a while. It's a Haley yeah. topic, well, but it's a good one. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. As if that needed preface. It does. <laughs> uh, no, last week, uh, Kohler announced the winners of their heritage colors. So previous to that, you were able to vote. They had all of these vintage colors of toilets and sinks and you know, kitchen sinks that used to be really popular. So things like avocado green. Haley hated it. Luckily, not a winner. <laughs> so they had all these old colors yeah, and they threw like that out to the public. Sunrise yellow, lavender, a spring green, peach blow, all these really, you know, pastel popular colors back in like the 40s and 20s and and they're largely gone away now. Bring these back. But they were bringing them back and having people vote on their favorites to decide which ones they were actually going to bring back. Now, I think this is funny because um, I'm sitting at home. I don't know what night it was. It doesn't matter. It was late. Yeah. I remember that. And all of a sudden, my phone goes off. <laughs> 
I have very few friends. So I was very excited. <laughs> there's something happening. Somebody wants my opinion about something. Pull up my phone, and there's a great big picture of a toilet on it. Mm-hmm. And Haley's asking me, which one do you prefer? Or something like yes. that. Which one would you vote for? And I thought, what are we even talking about here? I dig into it. Yeah. And it's all these different colors of toilets. People could vote. I honestly, I have not told you this. I liked the avocado one. But I didn't. Really? Yes. I didn't say that because I went with the spring green, yes. which was kind of a bluish color. Yeah. It's like a turquoise yeah, kind I, of color. It's like my tub. It's the tub that I have oh, is that cool. color. So I thought, wow, my toilet would match my tub. Yeah. That would be nice. And I feel I would feel like my room is complete now. Right. But I didn't say avocado green. And when I gave you my answer, you just you came back with as long as they choose anything except <laughs> avocado green. And then you went into a long list of why you hated it. But anyway. I feel Amber liked avocado green, too. You're well, not alone. I'm not alone. I'm yeah. never alone. I Amy. really like the spring green. Like we said, it's kind of a turquoise color. I also really liked the peach blow. And that's kind of, I mean, it's, it's skin color. I'm going to disappear in my own bathroom. Not well, a big fan of that. And I don't might. like the name. I don't understand the name. We had to dig into that. We had to dig into the name because I was convinced that it was Peach Bowl. Which I thought was great for a toilet. <laughs> peach Bowl, Toilet Bowl. But then Dan corrected me and said, no, it's Peach Blow. And I said, what? What is that even What mean? is a Peach Blow? <laughs> it has something to do with glass, right? Yeah, it was a big trend in glass. It was like a very specific technique with this one color. And yeah, that's where it came from. All right. So, so it's a real thing. So Kohler had this big... Thing that this not really a contest, but they were asking for feedback. People voted the two colors that won: spring green and peach blow. Apparently, everyone agrees with me. Apparently, <laughs> and what does that mean? That means that these two colors are yeah. going to be produced in a limited. Fashion. Right, exactly. They're going to come out in the summer of 2023, and they're going to be made for you know pedestal sinks, toilets. Um, the sinks that sit, you know, inside the counter and then also kitchen sinks, which is kind of exciting. All right. Uh, kind of exciting. Yeah. I don't know so. if I'm excited or not. We're going to find out. But we're going to have to wait. <laughs> we're going to have to take a break right yes. now. We've set up the whole concept. What's going on? I want to dig into what that means. Do the we like it? Of and this the history is really of it. interesting. Yeah. So we're going to get to all of that on the other side. Stay tuned. back. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, sponsored by Benjamin Moore. And we're talking about toilets and <laughs> you sinks. You make it sound and... so... No, that's the money word. <laughs> People, you know, they're walking around on a Saturday morning getting coffee, and then they hear me say toilets on the radio, and everybody instantly Stops. clues into that. Yeah. Did he say toilets? What's he going to say about toilets? I'm very intrigued. It's <laughs> it's the word that gets people's attention. It's not just toilets that we're talking about. No. Kohler has a new historical color collection. Releases I, I, this in year? In the summer, yeah. In the summer of this year. And two main colors, spring green, peach, peach blow. blow. These are going to be manu- manufactured in some of their more popular lines. Right. Kind Seems of a limited run kind of a deal. Sinks, toilets, kitchen sinks. So buckle up. That's think- coming. Yeah, I think this is another one of those topics that people are going to have a lot of opinions about, kind of like the plywood, where it's like, either you're going to love it or you're going to hate this. Well, (laughs) my big thing is I don't really mind it. I love my blue tub. I mentioned the last segment I've got one of those. It's an old tub. It's got that same look. I've never seen anything like it till I found it in this house. And it's really cool, but it's hard to work around. It's hard to decorate around. 
hard to find a color. You know, where do I go with this? Hard to find a floor that works with it. Sure. It was a struggle. Like you're kind of stuck in that time period. I almost. was. And so I can't imagine putting a toilet in that leans towards the same thing. I love it. Yeah. I love having my sink is yellow in my bathroom. And I think it really brings everything together with the palette that I chose. It's so yellow. I really appreciate it. Yellow on purpose? <clears throat> it's not just old and dirty? No, it's one of those. Okay. Yeah. Old, That's cooler. Yellow. I would have been really happy had Sunrise been chosen because then I could have had a matching toilet. Oh, so now yeah. I can get a matching toilet for my tub. And I can't. So. Yep. Well, I'm going to do that just to rub it in. <laughs> how it work. You mentioned at the end of the last segment that the history behind this was interesting. Now, I know right. this, these colors originally came out. Spring green, for example, yeah. came out in 1927. 1927. That's the first year that was a thing. Yeah. Previous to that, it was just white. That was Boring. the choice. <laughs> Maybe if you're really, really wealthy, actually, you could have had, you know, like a green tub or something like that. But for the main population, this was not an option. Right. You got white. That's what you That's get. That's what you got. Then 1927 comes along, and all of a sudden, I think they had six, seven, eight colors. Yeah, there's a whole palette that came out of these colors. Where did this come from? Well, really, after digging into it, I found out that this was part of the modernist movement, which is kind of funny because, I guess, because of where we're at in architecture today, when I think of modern architecture, I think of like white. Okay, sure. <laughs> and just kind of sterile almost. I don't think of a lot of color necessarily. But at the time when the modernist movement started, it was all about color. Like that was the main focus was just about living life really loudly. That's how I live. <laughs> and on the radio, I like to make sure everybody else is at least this hour of the day living loudly too. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So that was the 1920s. That makes too. sense. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's a modernist. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a big, I mean, kind of culture shift at the time. It wasn't just in like art and design. It was the whole attitude of the culture had shifted towards let's be in the cities. Let's, you know, dance and wear fun clothes. And it was just, you know, what we think of when we think of the Roaring Twenties as flappers. Yeah. And those were the modernists. They were the young kids that were kind of rebelling against the traditional, you know, farm life, essentially. So they rebelled with toilets <laughs> that weren't white anymore. Right? It was part of that. It was, I think Kohler at the time was really trying to appeal to that generation of people yeah. that were open to new ideas, wanting more color in life. And honestly, it kind of coincided, too, with being able to advertise in color for the first time. Okay. Because previous sense. to that, it they was couldn't. just black and white pictures. Now you've got illustrations that they're able to print in these pastel colors. And so you've got these, you know, Kohler sinks and toilets and these really vibrant bathrooms in these ads. And it's like nothing they've seen before. How did people respond to it? I think, like I said, the the generation that was the, rebelling at the time loved it. They thought this was it. great. Yeah. I think the traditionalists, the people that were still farming, kind of saw this as part of that. There's no way know, I'm going to the bathroom away. in that toilet. <laughs> Where's a white toilet? <laughs> I don't want this green thing. Yeah. They wanted, you know, very simple, neutral yeah. colors still. I don't know what I think about it. I do think, you know, we dug into it and pulled up a lot of the old literature, mm -hmm. which is really fun. We'll put links in the show notes. You can see some of the ads, the catalogs that Haley's referring to. Yeah. I loved the catalog, Kohler's catalog for this initial color launch and a couple of things right out of it. It starts with, this is an age of color. 
Right. You know, which I thought, you know, completely connects with what you're talking about. My favorite part of it is the very last paragraph where it mentions the most important things in the bathroom, the plumbing fixtures, are always white. And Kohler is talking right now, and they Mm -hmm. said, we perhaps got to thinking that they had to be white. And they started asking the question, is that so? Right. Does it need to be? And I do like that. Yes. I, you know, because I, I think that's really the foundational point of where creativity in any field right. starts at is that questioning. Exactly. You know, OK, this is what we do. This is what we've always done. And that's we have really to do that? what was happening everywhere at that time. You know, science was advancing. Our means of production was advancing. So you could ask these questions and things could start to get pushed in different directions. And that was really the first time we saw that. So it's pretty cool, the history of it. I don't know about the longevity of the colors. Like you said, you're kind of locked in if you choose one of these. Yeah. So it's definitely a choice. Well, yes, it's a choice. Nobody's going to make you take this (laughs) toilet. But you have to be very intentional, I guess, is what I'm saying. I get what you're saying. I'm just making a joke because it's my way. But I can't even imagine doing this in my house because of all the things that I've mentioned before. I, You know, with the plywood, I'm going to want to change this. But and do you a like toilet, your tub? Would you change I would change love your to tub? change the tub. You would like to. I, I, I love the—the the problem is yeah. I love the tub. I love the, the shape of the oh, tub. Oh, yeah. All of that is really good. <laughs> the old tubs are yeah, better. They I, are. And, but, the, but the color is just so hard to work with. And it's mm. not like it's a nice, wonderful, pristine— Robin's egg blue. It's sure, it's it's seen changed. the years. Yeah. You know, That's I mean fair. it's seen a lot of things. It's a tub. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being a tub and living that life. I mean, it's showing its years. So I would like to change it. You fair know, enough. not just for the color reasons, but all of that said, it would be nice to have something that was just yeah. easy to work with and all of that. I can't imagine jumping into that. You know, we talk about trendy colors and stuff like that, and people worry. What am I? What What about in a couple years? Well, paint is so easy so to change. So easy in comparison. The toilet thing, I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting though that we're seeing these super bright colors come into the bathroom again, like we did in the twenties. At the same time that you know, Benjamin Moore is this really loud color palette that they came out with for twenty twenty three. That's got super vibrant colors. Yeah, it's definitely something that seems to be where we're going. Kohler certainly is going yeah. there. Maybe we'll all be going there. You know what I'm talking about? It's the toilets. Anyway, that's all the time we got on this segment. We're going to have to wrap this one up. Yes. We're going to take a break. The Detroit listeners, you're going to get a Repcolite Rewind, Grand Rapids, news, weather at the bottom of the hour. And then when we all get back together, we'll be talking with Sarah Penn about a really interesting wallpaper project. That's all just ahead. Stick around. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, and right now it's time for another Repcolite Rewind. This time, we're rewinding our way back to an interview from February 26 of 2022, and we're in the studio talking with our Benjamin Moore Territory rep, Kevin Herman, about ceilings, how to paint them, and what to use. But right now, we are basking in the glow <laughs> of our Benjamin Moore rep, Kevin Herman, and we're so excited to hear what he's got to say. Kevin, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Some people would say it's an honor 
to be from your point of view. Uh, An some, honor to some be would here, say right? that. Some would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't met him. <laughs> okay. But I'm sure somebody would say something. Well, like that if you too. ever find those people, send them in because I just love to hear that. I'll I'd love to say looking. thanks for being here and have somebody say, you know what? It's an honor. Yeah. How much time do I have? Why? <laughs> to, to look or to yeah. Yeah. oh to look. <laughs> like I mean, as long as you need. If there's a Kevin. deadline, we, we might come up a little short. <laughs> All right, let's just move on. All right. So what we wanted to talk about with you, Kevin, what we decided you were good enough to cover on the show. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Well, you set it up. It's pretty you, limited. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. We want to talk about ceiling paint. And before we get to actually talking about ceiling paint, because we all know how riveting that sounds, right? Ceiling paint it's as a topic. Yep. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh-huh. We want to talk about painting the ceiling because from a homeowner's point of view, at least from this homeowner's point of view, and I'm gesturing towards myself, uh, that's one of those projects I don't. I don't look forward to. I, I have got to paint a couple of ceilings, and I have dreaded that, and, and I know a lot of things about how to pull that off, mm-hmm. right. but I still don't get excited to do that. I think so, it's why you're avoiding painting your back room right now, because you know first you should paint the ceiling. I know. It is. I don't want to do it. it. It's just there's a lot going on, I, and I've not done a lot of it, and I think there's a lot of homeowners in that boat, and so we've got this paint expert from years and years. How many years of experience? 30 plus. 30 plus years. The brilliance that's going to pour forth from your mouth. You're setting the bar too high. I know. I know. It's way up there. What do you got for us? How do we paint a ceiling? So, I mean, when you're painting the walls, you've got everything torn apart. You might as well put a fresh coat on the ceiling. It takes very little extra work, not much product. So, in preparation for this, I talked to a number of different painting contractors to see what their techniques were. It's like asking somebody how to cook a steak. <laughs> Everybody's oh. got an opinion. Okay. Yeah. They all do it differently. Totally. And there's only one way to do it, and it's their way. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you marinate it or whether you're not allowed to marinate it, whether you put salt and pepper on it or whether you use natural gas, charcoal, natural wood, everybody has a different opinion. All right. That's true. So- I kind of so there's no answer. Well, (laughs) there's there's no particular right way. There are some common themes, though, so I thought we'd kind of stick with those. The first thing, if you're painting a ceiling, use a ceiling paint. Can I can I pause and ask a question? Yeah. When do we paint the ceiling? You paint the ceiling before you paint the walls. There we go. So yes. there's your yeah. first thing. And and yeah. are, is everybody on the same page with that? Or is that another yeah, one yeah. of those? Yeah, no, I think that's pretty common. Okay. Yeah. okay. So ceiling first, and now your first point. Use a ceiling paint. Use a ceiling paint. Yeah. We make paints for ceilings. They're toned properly. They are flat, so they don't have any sheen to them. So when you're rolling out the ceiling and you have lap marks, you're less likely to see streaks. That makes sense. And it also but hides also some texture. imperfections. Yeah. 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 The texture on the ceiling always bothers me. The more I can hide some of that texture, I think the better. Mm-hmm. So a ceiling paint versus just a flat wall paint. Yeah. What's the difference there? Just dead coarse flat product. So a ceiling flatter paint is going to be flat. flatter than flat. Mm-hmm. That's right. as flat as we can make it. So, Haley, you mentioned textured. Textured ceilings are probably the easiest thing to do. Because there's already some texture obscuring the imperfections. Uh, when you have a smooth ceiling, maybe a, your technique has to be a little bit better. Okay, but we'll talk sense. about that. Okay. So first thing is get a proper ceiling paint. Yep. Not just a flat wall paint, a proper ceiling paint. Yep. And we're going to have some recommendations at the end of sure. this segment. Mm-hmm. What's the next thing? Uh, the next thing is, I think the common roller nap was a half inch. 
Okay. We want to put enough product on there so we can spread it around, get it thick enough so we have complete coverage. I'd say half inch was the the most common size. Some people would go with a microfiber, but just get a half inch, you know, good quality roller cover. And is so, that because of the texture? Yeah. Yeah, okay. and plus you won't put enough on there. You're reaching over your head. You don't want to take Yeah, you don't in. want to go back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what if it's flat? What if it is smooth? What if there's no Still going to do a half inch. Still a half inch nap. Yeah. Yep. And the flat, being a dead flat, mm-hmm. you're not going to see a lot of texture or anything that you've created from that roller. As long as you don't overroll it. As long as you don't overroll it. Mm-hmm. So we're rolling pretty good at this point. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I see. <laughs> That's <was> awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that I've drawn this much attention to that. What's the next point, Kevin? Cut the entire ceiling in first. With the brush. Around the edges. (laughs) The blank stare. Yeah. Well, I kept thinking. Did he hear something that I didn't hear? No, (laughs) I thought Kevin's got to have more to say. We would never give you sharp tools. All right. So cut in the whole thing first. Brush cut. Brush cut. Around the edges. All right. Yep. That, that makes sense. And then as you're rolling, we're going to roll tight to those edges. We don't. If we have a three or four inch wide brush cut, we don't want to leave that. We want to get it down to a half inch. We want that roller nap to overlap the brush cut. That way the texture goes from one edge all the way to the other, and it's, so it's going to be less visible. So how far do I cut in? People sometimes make that mistake. They cut in way more than they need to. You can cut in a little ways. They, yeah. Well, a little ways yeah. is what? what? What do you think is a good two way to Two and a half go? inches, uh, two inches. I mean, that's plenty. Right. And right. that's your yeah. typical like brush size anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yep. really just like one yep. run. Right. I've and seen people do four inches or more. I've seen people get by with very small amounts, and then yeah. rolling up to that can be complicated. It's too much painting with a brush if you're trying to get a four-inch wide cut. You don't need that. And you're going to roll within maybe a half-inch, quarter-inch of whatever you know the wall is. All right. All right. Yeah. So what, what overlap. step are we on now? Well, I think we just cut it in. Yeah. So the I think the fourth step would be your actual rolling process. So the best thing to do with the ceiling is try to keep a wet edge going. What does that mean for the layman? It means we don't want the paint to dry necessarily in between you know, dips with the roller cover, continuing on. If we can keep a wet edge going, then we have a much better blending process. So let's say, for example, we have a room that's, uh, I don't know, 10 by 12. Mm -hmm. Let's work across the shorter distance, the the 10 foot, and then you do little squares like you'd normally paint, lay it off in the same direction, and then continue on and just overlap as quickly as possible. What we so you do little squares. Tell me about that. Because yeah. I was always in, under the impression that I'm rolling edge to edge in a, in a on row. On ceiling? Yes. Depending on how big the ceiling would, that would be very difficult okay, to keep so going. Okay, so you're rolling, you're recommending... Like yeah, you're gritting a, it off? Yeah, you're gritting off. Maybe it's a four by four section. Okay. Yeah, whatever okay. you can do with one dip of the roller. Right. And keep a wet edge. Yeah, and then roll it off in the same direction. The other thing that you need to keep in mind is we're we're planning on two coats on this thing. Two coats is going to even up the application. If we have some spots that are lighter, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to cover them. So plan on two coats. And then whichever way you laid off the roller coat on the first pass, mm-hmm. go the opposite way or, or like a 90-degree angle to it Okay. next time. So we, don't, we have a less chance of having roller... Laps. No, that makes streaks. sense. That makes sense. So yeah. if I'm rolling it north to south the first time, the next time I'm going to go east, east to west. west. Yep. And don't over roll. Put it on, lay it off, and keep moving. 
don't keep rolling thinking you're going to level it out better by more sure. rolling. So what happens is we're, we're painting a ceiling, especially if we're doing it in the winter. Heat's rising. Temperature's up. Yeah, it's low humidity. Dry pretty quickly. Going over a flat surface already. Yeah, it's going to dry pretty quickly. Yeah. So if we roll it as it's drying, you will put texture into it. And you're kind of pulling it back off the mm-hmm. ceiling at that point. Yep. So then you end up with a lot of streaks. So yeah. just put it on, lay it off, keep moving. All right. Don't Sounds make it too good. complicated. Two coats. Plan on two coats. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else I could do with? You know, the atmospheric conditions of my room. You well, mentioned the heat. The... You, you could turn it down a little bit, the temperature. All if right. it's 70, 75 degrees and low humidity, it's going to dry a lot faster. Yeah. So just drop it down to 60 while right. you're painting, maybe right. a little bit beforehand. Sounds good. A yeah. couple of product recommendations at the end? So as, as far as if we're just doing white, you yeah. get a good ceiling paint from, from Repcolite, uh, Super Hide Zero be a great one to use. It's a good dead coarse flat. If you're going to be doing a color, then I would recommend 508, the waterborne ceiling paint, because it has bases. We can do the full color range in that product, and it stays flat. Most products will not. If we use a flat paint and we tint it in a deep color, it's going to be an eggshell which is going to be very streaky on your ceiling. So use the 508. It's a really, really interesting product because, yeah, it gives you the opportunity to put color up on the ceiling, which... I think it's underrated. It's really underrated. It's a very cool way to go to add some, you know, just something unique in that space. Right, Right. some interest. But the problem in the past has been doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the products that we would mix that into, we'd end up with some sheen. Yeah, you fight it the whole time. That becomes a problem. But with this one... It really stays a dead flat. I've worked with it, and it's surprising. Very easy to use. Yeah, yeah, very easy. All right, all kinds of stuff. We'll put some some of that those bullet points in the show notes, Kevin. Okay. Along okay. with your little picture, like a little headshot, <laughs> headshot of Kevin. We'll have some signed 8 by 10 glossies Can that we we'll use be raffling else's off. Picture? Oh, heck yeah. Okay, We're not going to use yours. <laughs> no. We, Catfish we will, people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Kevin thanks. Herman from Benjamin Moore, thanks for being here. All right, thanks a lot, you guys. Take care. That was Benjamin Morris, Kevin Herman, and if you have a ceiling project coming up or if you've got a room repaint that you're planning and now you're thinking that maybe you should paint the ceiling first, stop by any Repcolite location and let us help. And if you're still trying to figure out what in the world is up with this Repcolite name, Repcolite's a paint manufacturer out of West Michigan and we just bought all of the Technicolor paint stores. So stop out at any of those locations and we'll happily get you everything you need. Now, all right, that's going to do it for another Repcolite Rewind. If you want to dig into other past episodes, and there are over 294 of them, you can find them all online at repcolite.com. That's R-E-P-C-O-L-I-T-E dot com. Just click the On the Radio tab, and you found pure gold. Now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll be in the studio with a local mom who tackled a really interesting and inexpensive wallpaper project. That's just ahead. Stick around. Well, Haley, I've wallpapered a lot of things in my life. Rooms, backsplashes, a couple of them, you know, some bookcases, the backs of bookcases, things like that. Inside of drawers. Insides of drawers, all of those things, but I've never wallpapered a closet. You're listening to the Repcolite Home Improvement Show, and right now we're in the studio with somebody who has and who's had really great success with it, really loved the end results. Sarah Penn, and we debated... What to even call you before we went on air? <laughs> and, you know, you, we went through all kinds of things. Lifestyle blogger, social media influencer. You hated that one. <laughs> what do we want to go with, Sarah? Uh, 
I'm just a mom who does projects, <laughs> and I, like I document it on the internet. Yeah, perfect. perfect. Anyway, I want to get to one of those projects. It was wallpapering a couple of closets for your kids. But before we do that, talk a little bit about what you do. You said already you do projects, you document them. How can people find these? All of that stuff so they can check it out a little bit. Yes. So with the world of social media, there's many platforms to um, kind of share what you do on a day-to-day basis. And that's what I started doing a few years ago when we bought a fixer-upper home. Uh, So the majority of what I do is on Instagram. My handle is The Pen Party, and it kind of encompasses our home lifestyle, our projects, redoing our home, um, some serious, some not so much. Um, But one of the fun things we get to do is um, work with some brands and find different ways to incorporate uh, special things into our home, like redoing a closet. And it makes it really fun. So (laughs) talk about that project. Yeah. So I have two kids, a six-year-old boy and a three-year-old girl. And the last time I was here, I was pregnant with my three-year-old girl, and we were talking about her nursery, but now she has elevated to more of a big girl room. (laughs) Um, So I noticed that the rooms were kind of lacking something, um, and whenever you open up the closet, it just seemed like this huge eyesore, and it was... And closets are, like, stressful to me, almost. (laughs) Like, it's like a, I don't really want to look in here, but I have to. (laughs) Yes, and it turned into this thing where I was really proud of our home, but then you'd open certain parts of it and I didn't love it. Yeah. Like if you had guests over, would you tell them these are places you can't look in? Because I do that. <laughs> this one, this one. Sometimes I just put little sticky notes on them. Nope, nope, nope. nope. <laughs> those are places you can't look. Have well, you done that? Our, that works. Our home is full of those places. <laughs> That's I good feel to know. like you walk in our bund room and it's a complete uh, 1980s time warp. And then you walk into the awesome. rest of our home and it's completely updated. <laughs> well, I like that. Uh, yes. Closets were one of those things the doors were all brown on the inside and it was just we have a 1980s home like I said so it was a complete time warp in certain places of our home that haven't been updated and with this big design shift that we are seeing um, a few years ago it was really this like Everything was white and monotone and neutral, and now we're seeing a huge shift in the design world more to maximalism and grammillennial, which is where uh, millennials like myself Mm -hmm. have a bunch of these pieces from their grandmothers that they loved, and (laughs) you're laughing at me. I am, because I literally (laughs) was going to make a joke about that, but I thought I'm going to be quiet. That is and be professional, exactly. and it's literally what I yes. I could have sounded smart for one. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. We have these design pieces, not only yeah. in our core memories, but that we physically own, yeah. and it's incorporating them kind of with a mixture of modern pieces to make it this whole new thing, and it's actually really fun. We have gone from... No color to all of this amazing yeah, so color. color pattern design. It's so great. Well, and we're so. seeing that with pink colors, but also because of wallpaper being back. I mean, talk about color and pattern. It's next level now. 
Yeah, so I remember watching a Real Housewives episode <laughs> probably 10 years ago. And these are all really wealthy women on this show. And they were visiting um, a woman's home upstate New York. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how grand her home is and how the little details make such a big difference. And I specifically remember a woman saying, Inside all of her closets is even wallpapered. Oh, wow. That's that like really, next level. Yeah, right? It really stuck with me. And yeah. I thought that would be a great way to update our home it's and like home have. Goals. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And have just the extra little touches in our home with not a ton of time, energy, or even a huge expense with this. And it really elevates your level of style in the home and can bring pattern and color in when you're kind of scared. Right. Right. to do it anywhere else in your home. Yeah, it's kind of a nice place to like dip your toe in, right? Like you're not seeing it all of the time, but it's a nice surprise that you get to see now and then. And then if you love it, you start bringing that potentially into the rest of your home. But it is kind of a nice place to start if you're afraid of going full tilt into the maximalist. Do you find yourself bringing guests straight to the closet, <laughs> showing them these places now? Instead of being ashamed of those places, yeah. like you were saying before, yeah. where you'd make sure all of your closets were shut right. before a guest comes over. If we could shut them. Yeah. Yes. Uh Now I'm not scared to leave it open. And I've even pulled different design elements from the rest of the room to go off of the wallpaper. So I feel like it's it's really incorporated in the whole design and it's not just a closet anymore. So I'm sure there's a bunch of people out there. Now, you've you've tried to make the case. We've made the case why we would do this in Mm -hmm. the closet. But I'm sure there's people thinking, I hate wallpapering. It's expensive, whatever, all of these things. Why would I put it in a closet? Haley mentioned and Sarah confirmed that's a great place to dip your toe in to start. But what made – I guess you mentioned that you thought of this based on the show that you saw where somebody – you know, the upper level, the premier (laughs) closet had wallpaper in it. I mean, what did everybody say in the store? You went to our Lakewood store to get paper and I should mention that we've got wallpaper at – a bunch of different locations. Right. We'll put links in the show notes, but in the Detroit area, Birmingham, Farmington Hills, Gross Point Woods, all of those have wallpaper books. And then in West Michigan, the Lakewood location and 17th Street in Holland, Fulton Street, Broadmoor, and Plainfield in Grand Rapids, and then the Kalamazoo store in Kalamazoo. All of those <laughs> have wallpaper books. What did the Lakewood people say when you told them you were looking to do a closet? They were so nice and helpful, first of all. Uh, Mary helped me with this project, and she was amazing to work with. I was telling her my whole idea that I wanted to paint the room. Well, for one, I was going from an all-white room to a floor to baseboard, all purple, muted, dark room, which was a big shift. And then I told her I wanted to do the closet, and she was so nice. I even went back and forth on the color of the wallpaper, and she helped me measure. That was huge. I feel like that's one really scary thing when you're dealing with wallpaper. How much do I order? Because a roll of wallpaper is not so expensive, but it's not inexpensive. Well, it's not free, that's for sure. No. So you really want to make sure you know. It has so much to do with the pattern that you choose, too. Like, there's so much 
planning involved when you really come down to it. And I think most of us don't have experience with wallpaper to that extent, so we don't understand exactly how much we're going to need. And then you could buy way too much and have all of this leftover, or you run out and now you've got potentially a different print of the pattern, and the colors can vary from batch to batch, so it is stressful. Well, and that's where it's nice to have somebody who yeah. can help you walk through it, and Mary did that. She helped you measure it, get all of that figured out. Yes. So basically, I just came in with the measurements of my closet and I showed them to her and she did all of the math for me. It was so easy. And she said, oh, this piece is actually on back order and it only took a couple of weeks to get in. It was so simple and it was just a phone call when it came in and she did the rest of it for me and it was so, so easy. So If that part is stressing you out where you don't know how to measure or match up, just trust the people at the RepcoLite store. They know what they're doing, and it's a lot more simple than you think it's going to be. All right. We're hitting the end of this segment. Uh, Sarah, I'd like to ask a couple questions about the process, the whole installation, what that went like, and I want to know what you picked, you know, how you brought it all together. Can you hang with us over a break? Sure. And we'll talk about it on the other side. All right, we'll be back in just a minute with Sarah Penn talking about this wallpaper project. Stick around. And we're back. You're listening to the RepcoLite Home Improvement Show. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. We're here with Sarah Penn talking about a project that you worked on for your daughter's room. An unusual project, yeah. in a sense. You started doing the entire room over, and then you ended up wallpapering her closet. And you liked it so much that then you ended up doing your son's closet too, right? Absolutely. It's great. I have changed my whole perspective now. On closets. On closets. Yeah. So before I forget, because I do have a question I wanted to ask it last time, you wallpaper the closet. Is it a patterned wallpaper? Both of the closets I did are a pattern, yes. How does that work with the clothes? Do you do something to make sure the clothes don't look bad <laughs> against the pattern? Well, so that is I dumb. Like this question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking, well, like my girl's closet, yeah. everything lays on the floor. That's the one we try to close. I think that's the number one problem. <laughs> yeah. Now, mine, though, I literally have things up. And I can imagine, so I'm putting wallpaper up there. The whole idea is that this is going to look good. Right. But if I choose a color, I mean, am I going to be clashing with my wardrobe? Does that matter? Does that defeat the purpose? So How did you deal with that? The the couple things I did to change um, that aesthetic, I guess, um, which you really don't have to. I did change out their hangers to be a little more aesthetically mm-hmm. pleasing. And I color-coded their clothes, All which right. I don't think you really have to, but if you want to be a little extra. Right. and I mean, it does make it look nicer. It does. I've asked the girls, if you're going to throw your clothes on the floor, throw the whites over here. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. And your kids are how old? Six and three. Okay. So they're not hanging up their own stuff yet. No, I'm still picking it out in the morning, which makes it a little easier to color code it. Totally. Okay. That was my big question. My Do the clothes clash (laughs) with the wallpaper? Yeah. I love Tupperware and I love things that don't (laughs) clash. So anyway, you've solved that problem for me. 
You talked about the measuring process, and that's not something that, even though you've done some papering in the past, it's not readily right. you know, something that you just feel comfortable doing, but we've got people who can help you with that to make sure you get the right amount. And that's another real benefit of actually coming into a location and buying paper that right. way rather than just ordering it. You can walk through and make sure you're getting exactly what you need with pattern matches and all of those things. Let's talk about the putting it up process. A lot of people shy away from it. It's something that maybe they've done years in the past and they hated it. Mm-hmm. More likely what's, they, what, what's happened is that years in the past somebody has done it and stripping and it has been so bad. It, yeah. But either way, let's talk about the installation process. It's a small space. So initially we might think, oh, that's easy. It's a small space, but small spaces can be tough to work in. How did it go for you? I think once you try it initially, it's always a little intimidating trying something new. But once you do it, I mean, it's a lot more simple than you would think. It's really just um, putting up a big sticker, if you want to think about it that way. Yeah, Um, that's kind of true. Especially the peel and sticks that they have now. We've done... uh, a couple wallpaper projects, and one was the pasting one where it's pre-pasted. And in my opinion, that's a little bit more difficult to deal with because it's this big wet Mm -hmm. piece of paper, and it's a little more floppy. Uh, So these next couple uh, projects that we did in the closets, we did the peel and stick, which is, like I said, a big sticker. And um, the... The main thing that we found the most helpful is you have to fold it about an inch over the corner to make it uh, more of a seamless look. Okay. Because when you have two that fold into the corner, it's almost like the pattern gets distorted. So once you have that first piece laid, it makes it really simple to just go around the rest of the area. That first piece is always the hardest. I think once you get over that hurdle, the rest of it's kind of a breeze. Right. And what we did that made it kind of simple was we used buddy work. (laughs) And my husband held up... um, the piece to start with in the corner and we just peeled out maybe about an inch from the top of the sticker and just stuck that on and then I would stand and pull it down just a little bit, get it smooth, pull it down. down. Yes, pull the back of the sticker down. Yeah. And then once that first piece is up, um, one person can really handle the rest of. So you the got pieces. rid of him after that. Is that yeah, what I'm I hearing? mean, how good are husbands anyway? <laughs> well, I know. No, not the best. Not the best. No, he is a really handy, helpful husband. Um, I made my mom come over to help me when yeah. I wallpapered because I didn't want my husband to help me because I knew I was going to yell at him. <laughs> Haley did some of that here, and you used a very inexpensive, well, let's just say cheap. You went, yeah. We went with really cheap peel and stick paper. It was just, it was, that was the, that uh, was the, the, sty- pattern, the pattern that you that liked. liked. Yeah. Turned out to be very, very cheap paper in every sense of the word. It did not go well. No. And Haley's working on it, and I'm watching her because we're getting ready for an event. <laughs> and then I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and it looks like you're less far than you were when I left. <laughs> And then she gave me a glare and I went away and I came back and she still hadn't gone anywhere. And I knew, stop even showing up around (laughs) Haley. The tension coming off of her was terrible. You didn't have that experience. It it went up relatively easily. It went up so easy. And 
like I said, it's intimidating starting something new. And you're thinking, is this going to look how I'm envisioning it? But just trust the process. Keep going. Once you have two pieces up, you really get a sense of what the pattern's going to look like. And I just remember standing in awe like... This is so exciting. So fun. Yeah. And I feel like we haven't had that much fun in design in a really long time. So I really enjoyed the process. Well, did- with the peel and stick, too, I mean, like, yes, it's a bold pattern, and maybe your daughter will grow out of that eventually, but it's peel and stick. Like, that's easy to remove and then replace again. Like, it's not as much of a commitment either. Yes. Once you're done, it seems really easy. And even the peel and stick, if you make a mistake and you notice it's a little off, it's easy to take on and off right away. It doesn't really cure to the wall immediately. So there's a little bit of wiggle room if you think, oh, that's a little bit off, or I need to shift that up a little bit. It's, It's pretty easy to unstick it and stick it back down. Yeah. I agree. All right. So what did the pattern look like? I mean, you said it was a pattern. You brought in some color, some pattern. What did you go with? Yeah. So my daughter's room is the whole floor down to the baseboards is uh, Purple Haze by Benjamin Moore. It's kind of a moody uh, purple color with a little bit of gray tone. And then the wallpaper in there is by Rifle Paper Company, and it's got um, some animals on it, like cheetahs. It's got lemons. It's like but it's floral. And it is floral. Yeah. Haley's having a flip out over I here. <laughs> Rifle Paper is one of her pa- yes. favorite companies. <laughs> yes. And so the closet is dark also, but it ties in so well. And then my son's room, he has... Um, a little bit different aesthetic. He is really into science, so he's got the solar like system it. on his wall, and it's a little bit more mid-century in there, so I tried to pull off of that. So we went with a magnolia paper. Um, I'm trying to think the word for it. It's more of like a, a woven yeah, look. Um, it's got like the diamond shapes, right? Yeah, and it's a light blue um, with a more neutral background, but now that it's up, it's almost more of a surfer vibe. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of cool. I feel like it just looks like a really cool kid's yeah. room. It's a perfect New Year project because it does make you clean out the closet. Yeah. It makes you only put things back in there that go because you don't want it to look too cluttered. Mm-hmm. Um and shove the other stuff somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. I had a different closet for that. Even if you didn't do it at the start of the year and you're hearing this and thinking, you know what, maybe I could still tackle it now. It's a good project all year round. Help you declutter a little bit. Yeah, spring then, cleaning's coming up. Oh, heck yeah. I think it's a perfect spring cleaning project. Yeah. And the best part was it was a perfect weekend project. It wasn't right. too big. It was something you could tackle in a day or two. Awesome. If our listeners want to check it out, I'm sure they can find pictures online, Sarah, right? Yes. Where would they do that? Uh, on Instagram, my handle is the Pen Party. It's also on TikTok which I have the same handle, the pen party. All right. We'll put links in the show notes. Sarah Penn, thanks for being here. Thank you. And Haley, that's going to do it. That's all the time we've got. We're going to have to wrap it up. If you want to catch this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. And while you're there, subscribe to the podcast and you'll never miss another episode. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The Repcolite stores are all open, waiting to help. I'm Dan Hansen. I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.